0: With Jamie Rivers and Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kylie. Let's go out to the Brown and and Celebrity Line. Happy to be joined by Dan McLaughlin. Joining us here on 101 ESPN is the host of Scoops with Danny Mac. Weekdays from 10 to 11 o'clock right here on the station. You can give him a follow on Twitter as well, at Danny Mac TV. Dan, how you doing today,
1: man? It has been too long, BK and Rivs. I've missed you. We miss you always, Dan.
0: <laughs> How? Let's start with this. Uh, I was listening to the Fast Lane yesterday, and BT brought up during their lineup game that they were playing for the 2021 season. Hey, what do you guys think about the idea of adding Trevor Story this offseason? Certainly an interesting name. Uh, he does have some big-time home-road splits that I brought up earlier. Basically 1,000 OPS at home, 750 on the road. What do you think about an addition like that? How realistic do you think something like that could be for this team?
1: Well, I think at any point in time that you have to look at salaries more than ever in in 2020 and going into 2021. I think a lot of teams are, if they can, they're going to be looking to shed in terms of a a baseball uh, trade you know, just strictly what's on the field. This guy is a fabulous player. You know, he's a very good defensive player. He's actually above, um, I think, the standard of what we look at because his offense is what gets so much of the, the, uh, the attention. And a lot of it is due to the fact that he plays at Colorado. I believe that. I, I think his home road splits are glaring, as you mentioned. I've looked at it. And he's a very good player. And I believe he's got one year left on his deal so you'd have to look at that, and then what's the possibility of trying to sign him? Because historically, you know, John Mozajlock is not going to make a deal for just a one-year guy, unless he feels comfortable that there's some background there that he thinks that this player is going to sign long-term. The other thing is, though, I think they feel that they've got a pretty good shortstop. You know, they like Paul DeYoung. They they think that he grades out fairly well defensively, and he's on a very team friendly deal. So, it is an interesting uh concept. It is going to be interesting to see how they can mix and match with this lineup if they can. But a lot of these trades I think BK if they make them are going to be for x for x. It's not going to be x for y. You know what I mean? It's it's going to have to be something that makes uh sense financially for the team.
2: Danny, a lot of water cooler talk uh surrounds the topic of Colton Wong and his deal coming up next year, I believe, be in the twelve and a half million dollar range if the Cardinals pick it up. Uh if not, then they owe him a million dollars on the buyout. What are your what's in your opinion, what's the future look like for Colton Wong here in St. Louis?
1: I would want to see him back because I, I think when you look at this team, if you look at the positives and you look at their strengths, it's run prevention and I'm not sure there's a better Defensive second baseman right now in the National League, maybe in baseball, than, than Colton Wong. And I, I watch him every day. He's a very, very good defensive player. And so if I'm going on my strengths, which is pitching and defense, Colton Wong's got to be back. He's very good defensively for $12.5 million. I'm bringing him back. Uh, he's a, he's just he's tremendous on going with his back to the infield. He's tremendous at going to the right field side and towards the line, and in terms of his range, he's outstanding. And the metrics will back that up. I think he's been much better in terms of offensively taking the ball the other way. There are times that teams had to stop shifting on him. I still think he's kind of searching for what kind of offensive player he is. And and two years ago, he was 24 for 28 in stolen bases. So I I bring him back. And if if I'm going to build my team right now, there's no quick fixes. Now, there could be, depending on what they do. You know, if they want to add a bunch of payroll and go crazy and try to add offense, that's one thing. But if if I'm going with what I got and my strength is with pitching and defense, uh, I think Colton Wong's got to be right in the middle of that. Danny Mack
0: joining us here on 101 ESPN. So, Dan, yesterday we brought up the fact that David Stearns, the general manager for the Brewers, said they're probably going to have to take a little bit of a step back financially going into next year because of the realities of what they're looking at. Uh, The Cubs have said publicly now, hey, you know, we might have to make a few moves here. It might be a little bit of a step back before we can take a step forward. Yesterday, I was reading that the Indians, president of baseball operations, came out and said, quote, the reality of finances in baseball in 2020 is that the industry lost billions of dollars. And as a team, we lost tens of millions of dollars. That puts us in a really difficult financial position that will take us years to recover from I wanted to ask you about this from the Cardinals' perspective because if that is the case, where all of these teams are missing out on so much money and it's going to be difficult for them to add, how do the Cardinals upgrade this team offensively in an offseason where there's not a whole lot of additions out there that could be had for a cheap dollar amount?
1: Well, I I go back to what I was saying before. I, I think then you have to say, here's my guy who maybe had a down year. You got a guy that had a down year. They're comparable in salaries. Maybe we catch lightning in a bottle, and it's a baseball trade. That that's one way to look at it. The other way is uh, you look at what you have in the minor leagues. How far away is Nolan Gorman? And unfortunately, you know we don't know um, what was happening at that satellite camp. And typically, if this was a normal season, I would have looked at him being on the Dylan Carlson type path. So he would have spent some time at Double A, maybe got up to Triple A. Next year, depending on his trajectory in the minor leagues, maybe he gives you um, a half a season. Maybe he would have given you three-fourths of a season. Uh, Maybe he gives you that jolt in late August, maybe the beginning of August. Who knows? But sometimes those guys, you catch lightning in a bottle, and they're better than you think, and they come onto the scene earlier than you think. Uh, It's going to be tough. It really is going to be tough. And when you hear those teams say that, and some of the major market teams are saying that, like the Chicago Cubs, you know, read the tea leaves. This is going to be a very tough offseason for Major League Baseball, and the Cardinals are included in that. And I would think that their number one thing that they're talking about is, look, we have a franchise historic player in Yadier Molina that we want to bring back. And I think that's front and center with what they're trying to do with the close second of, Wainwright and then right after that improving their offense and I still don't think they figured out Bader Thomas O'Neal you know what you have in Dylan Carlson to an extent that hey he's a piece we know we got a final year of Dexter Fowler they got the other three that they got to figure out so there's some unfinished business as they go forward and again you know trying to take contract X and contract X with another team and maybe trying to figure out let's just make a baseball deal catch lightning in a bottle may be the way to go Danny Mac
2: with all the talk surrounding the Cardinals offense or lack of consistency when it comes to their offense I look at it from a different angle sometimes and maybe it's not the personnel that you can move or sign in the offseason as far as the players are concerned but do you see the Cardinals may be trying to add someone to the staff to maybe help Jeff Albert in this department and maybe try to attack the lack of offense from that direction by providing more coaching, maybe more video, maybe more training for these young guys?
1: It's a good question. I mean, he's going to take some heat. You know, when the when the club had some of these deficiencies offensively, um, initially they're going to point at, at that guy. And if you're not changing the personnel, he's going to take some of the heat. Um, just don't know at this point, you know, I I think we'll find out. My guess would be to answer your question, maybe the next seven to 10 days, if we hear anything on that coaching front and with this being such an odd year, and I'm not trying to sidestep your question because I I do think it's a logical question. Um, they put a lot of eggs in that basket because it's not only the, what, what they've done with Jeff Albert has said, okay, he's got a, a philosophy and it's not only what we're trying to do at the major league level, he's the coaching, uh, the hitting coach, but also we're saying that he is implementing a system that also is being used in the minor leagues. Um, I don't know if they're going to do anything in that regard. So to answer your question, BK, I think we find out in the next seven or ten days. You know, it's it's just – it's been such a crazy year. I think they're going to let the dust settle a little bit, have some of those organizational meetings, and then we'll find out probably next week or so.
0: Last question that I've got for you, Dan. Uh, watching the playoffs right now, it's, it's hard not to notice what Marcel Ozuna is doing for the uh, Atlanta Braves and what Randy A is doing right now for the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, let's Let's talk a little bit about Ozuna, if we could, because what happened? with him here in St. Louis. He looks like a completely different hitter right now. He had an OPS above 1,000. If you just go by the numbers, he's been arguably one of the best hitters in all of baseball this season. This looks like the guy that we were sold the Cardinals were getting whenever they traded for him from Miami. What do you think happened with him here, and why
1: has it clicked for him now that he is somewhere else? It's a good question. Um, Number one, I do think in watching him and how he's hitting, he looks healthier to me. And so I got to wonder if his shoulder was ever fully healed when he was here in St. Louis. Um, I do wonder that. I wonder if just being a DH is something that going forward in his career, there are some guys that thrive at just being a DH, uh, if that's beneficial to him. And I also wonder if you look at that lineup compared to what he had here in St. Louis, you know, he was asked to protect Goldschmidt, and then you got to wonder about the protection around him. And so when he's when he's in, you know, right now looking at some of the bats around him in Atlanta, there's a lot of weapons, and it's not just Marcelo Zuna. And I have not been able to dive into the numbers of how he's being pitched. I would like to. I would like to see how he's being pitched. i got to wonder if he's being pitched differently down in Atlanta with all the weapons that they have, Freddie Freeman, Albies, uh, Acuna Duvall as opposed to what was happening here in St. Louis where it was kind of a one-two punch of Goldschmidt Ozuna and you're hoping that others would step up and at times they did and a lot of times they didn't and when you add those weapons whether it's in front or behind him you know it's it you got to pitch to him sometimes and I, I didn't see he was pitched tough here in St. Louis and and I I bet he's being pitched a little bit differently down there, and I would wonder if his health is a little bit better down in Atlanta.
0: He's Danny Mack here on weekdays from 10 to 11 o'clock right here on 101 ESPN. He is the host of Scoops with Danny Mack. Dan, we always appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today.
1: You guys are the best. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
0: Absolutely. We'll talk to you soon. That's Danny Mack here on 101 ESPN.